48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top story is experts urge people worried about COVID-19 to join the government's free testing scheme. As the Secretary for the Civil Service says, more than 30,000 people signed up in the first two hours. And thousands of protesters gather in Washington, D.C. at a rally for justice and racial equality. Top microbiologist Yun Kwok Yung says Hong Kong has paid a heavy price in suppressing the third wave of the COVID-19 outbreak, calling it a bitter victory. He and another expert who also advises the government on anti-epidemic responses are calling on people to join the government's universal testing scheme if they are worried. Timmy Sung reports. Speaking on RTHK's Hong Kong letter, Yun Kwok Yung from the University of Hong Kong says since the outbreak last month, the city has reported more than 3,000 cases with around 70 deaths. He said although the government tightened social distancing measures to suppress the outbreak, the city has paid a heavy price. Professor Yun predicts the epidemic will worsen again in autumn and officials need to make sure control at the border is watertight because the third wave was caused by imported cases from Southeast Asian countries. Professor Yun and Professor David Koi from the Chinese University both called on people to join the government's universal testing scheme, especially those who are worried about having been infected. Professor Ho said the fact that local COVID-19 cases have remained at around 20 cases per day recently suggests the government's social distancing measures are only partially effective. He told Commercial Radio it also shows the coronavirus has already infiltrated different sectors of the community, noting that cases with an unknown source of infection still account for around 30%. The respiratory disease expert says social distancing rules at restaurants could be further relaxed in one or two weeks' time if there are no outbreaks linked to eateries. The Secretary for the Civil Service says more than 110,000 people signed up for the government testing scheme in the first five hours of registration. And Patrick Nip hit out at people who demonise any issues that involve Beijing, citing the community testing scheme as an example. He told an RTHK programme it's perfectly fine if experts question the government's policies and people can judge for themselves if the attacks are based on facts. Mr Nip stressed that all the examples collected will be destroyed after the scheme is completed. Research carried out in South Korea suggests that children can pass on COVID-19 to others even if they have no symptoms. While scientists are confident that children themselves are unlikely to become ill, this study suggests that they could silently transmit it to those around them. The issue is of concern as many schools prepare to reopen at the start of this new academic year. The latest annual climate review in China shows that temperatures and sea levels around the country are rising faster than the global average, while extreme weather events are becoming more frequent. BBC's Matt McGrath reports. All through the summer, China has experienced extremely heavy rains, causing floods that have killed hundreds of people and displaced millions more. Other regions have been hit hard by intense droughts that have damaged crops. Last year, heat waves saw temperatures rise above 40 Celsius. Sea levels around China are also rising faster than the global average, while major glaciers are melting more rapidly than ever before. Despite being the world's biggest carbon emitter, China has been able to resist calls from richer countries to limit CO2 due to its status as a developing economy. But there may now be more pressure from within to cut carbon quickly. 
The son of Martin Luther King Jr. has told thousands of demonstrators in Washington that America is on a rocky but righteous journey towards justice. The rally, addressed by Martin Luther King III and other activists, was held in protest at racism after a series of police killings of black people. Today, we commemorate the march on Washington to jobs and freedom in 1963, where my father declared his dream. We still struggle for justice, demilitarizing the police, dismantling mass incarceration, and declaring and determinately, as we can, that black lives matter. Police in Wisconsin have been explaining why they didn't immediately arrest the white teenager who's been charged with killing two people at a protest against the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha. Kyle Rittenhouse is in custody. This report from the BBC's Alim McBool. 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse was seen in videos walking towards police lines with his hands up. Bystanders were shouting at officers, telling them what he'd done. But he was allowed to leave the scene. Kenosha Police Chief Daniel Miskinis was asked why that happened. There was nothing to suggest that this person was involved in any criminal behavior. He continued to make contact near the officer's door, and you can hear on the recording I heard that the officers are telling him to go work. Clearly they're not seeing him as a suspect or a threat of any kind. The police chief angered civil rights groups earlier this week by appearing to defend the shooter and blaming those who'd been killed for defying a curfew, something he now says had not been his intention. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Russia has dismissed the outspoken head of its national anti-doping agency, Rusada, after the country's Olympic Committee accused him of presiding over serious financial violations. Yuri Ganus denies the allegations. The former head of the World Doping Agency, Craig Reedy, told the BBC Mr Ganus had been good for Russian sport. He took over an organisation that was effectively sanctioned and completely suspended due to its breaches of regulations. And he helped to rebuild that national anti-doping agency for Russia into a pretty effective organisation and one that was much improved over the performance in previous years. The European Union's foreign policy chief, Josep Borrell, has warned that Turkey will face EU sanctions if it continues with what it's, he called its aggressive actions in the eastern Mediterranean. Ankara has been exploring for gas in waters which neighbouring Greece and Cyprus consider to be theirs. Mr Borrell said Brussels was open to dialogue. We are clear and determined in defending European Union interests in solidarity with Greece and Cyprus. Turkey has to abstain from unilateral actions. This is a basic element to allow the dialogue to advance. But we want to find path towards a healthier relationship in the mutual interest, both the European Union and Turkey. A Brazilian court has temporarily removed from office the state governor of Rio de Janeiro on allegations of corruption. Wison Wetzel is accused of being involved in graft related to the purchase of medical supplies and services to fight the coronavirus. He said his removal was a politically motivated circus led by prosecutors linked to the family of Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro. This isn't any act done by me in the last months that can say that at some point I hindered the investigation. The President of the Republic, with all due respect, has made extremely serious and frivolous accusations against me because he believes that I will run for President. 
During his six-month suspension from office, he will face a criminal investigation and, if there's sufficient evidence, face impeachment. To sport now, and in the United States, Japanese tennis star Naomi Osaka has won her semi-final at the Western and Southern Open in New York, a day after pulling out of the match as a protest against racial injustice. Osaka wore a Black Lives Matter t-shirt ahead of her 6-2, 7-6 victory over Belgium's Elise Mertens. She's one of many sports stars in the United States to join a boycott of action in protest at the police's treatment of black Americans. Basketball, baseball, American football and soccer players have all pulled out of games. Rennie Montgomery plays in the WNBA for the Atlanta Dream. She says their actions have made people take notice. The NBA has everyone's attention now. You know, think about the pressure that it puts on on the police department now, all police that, that might have a culture of, of toxic behavior is sending a message that that's not acceptable anymore. And, and, and the athletes are really leading the charge and trying to change the culture. And with a look ahead to two big football matches in Europe, here's the BBC's John Bennett. The domestic season in England ended on the 1st day of August with Arsenal's FA Cup final victory against Chelsea. And now the new campaign kicks back into action at the end of the same month with Arsenal returning to Wembley to take on Premier League champions Liverpool in the traditional season opener, the Community Shield. With two weeks to go until the first Premier League games, it may be too early to judge the readiness of these two teams, but it's Liverpool who, of course, go into the match in a position of strength. They won the title last season by a remarkable 18 points, and understandably, they haven't made any big changes to the squad. Greek left-back Kostas Simakas is the only new arrival. Meanwhile, Arsenal were way down in eighth place last season and they're undergoing a rebuild under promising young coach Mikel Arteta, buoyed by that FA Cup success. Willian is a new signing from Chelsea and there are more to come. On Sunday night in Spain, there's another big game, the Women's Champions League final. Lyon are aiming to win the title for a fifth time in a row. Their opponents, Wolfsburg, haven't won it since 2014. They beat Lyon in the final in 2013. The news from RTHK. 5, 6, 7 a.m. Radio 3. And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have two musical themes on offer. First, our collection of new songs from French-Spanish atypical singer-songwriter Manu Chao. All on the internet... His last recorded album, studio album, was in 2009. And a selection of hot new hits from a number of places on the planet. As always, Giovanetti sings it so well. We're still the belly button of the world. We bring you music from all over the planet. And we start off with our first track from a lot of other places on the planet with uh, Asaf Avidan from Israel, and he's been recording since 2006, starting off with his band, Asaf Avidan and the Mojos, and he's got this new hit on the, the charts from his latest album, Anagnorisis, or Anagnorisis, it's one word, all written, composed, and performed by himself. It's called Lost Horse. There's a video with it. He's uh, adamant in his interviews. He's not an Israeli artist. He's an artist from Israel. He doesn't represent the country. He is himself. Okay, he fills in the details elsewhere. Asaf Avidan, here he is with Lost Horse. 
Yeah. 